Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Flat Belly Cure. I'm Mark Gray. And I am Stephen. Hello everybody. So the whole premise of this podcast is we deal with uh, ways to help you reduce belly fat specifically because we found with a lot of our clients um, or people that come to us to any of the DVCC gyms, that's the number one thing that they want to I reduce. Think most people nowadays, it's belly fat that's the, the main trouble area. To be fair, so what we're going to address today is types of exercise or the better types of exercise to aid in that fat loss or aid in fat loss. So first it might be quite good to give people a bit of context on the different types of exercise that are available to them or there are so that they can kind of Well first and foremost I think it's important to understand that any form of exercise is better. So there is not zero or one. So for example a lot of people think oh if they're not doing the exact right type of exercise to lose as much belly fat as possible, then they shouldn't do any. But that's not the case. So basically, if you're, you'd be better to be moving to, you know, going for a walk is a type of exercise, and it can be quite strenuous depending on your fitness levels. So is that beneficial to help lose body fat for uh, belly fat? Yes, it would be if the alternative is sitting on the sofa. So I think first and foremost, we want to really clarify that and that we're not just looking because I think in this fitness world I think that's what a lot of people kind of try and say is like this perfect scenario of uh, it's, type of exercise nutritional what have you and exactly and that kind of goes along with the same our nutritional premise of there is no best diet or right diet there is just what is best for that individual based on what they can mm. do it's the one that you can it's the way that you can live and the way that you can eat but then let's say you have all options available to you everything's available to you you can do anything any type of exercise you choose what would be the optimal to lose as much belly fat as possible? Well, should we just quickly distinguish between the two types? So you've obviously got resistance work. You've got... What does that mean? So resistance, basically, layman's terms, is putting your body under resistance and progressive resistance. So generally, that will be using some kind of apparatus, dumbbells, barbells, something that can incrementally increase... So something you can make harder. Exactly that. So not just your body weight where... You can't really, unless you're going to put on weight to, to make it harder, you can't make that harder. If you're doing press-ups, for example, you can't really make that harder. Unless you put plates on, on your back, back and then you're kind of doing resistance, resistance work, work anyway. So you've got resistance, you've got cardiovascular work, which generally most of us would probably think is going for a run, um, and you would call that long st- uh, long-term steady state or just um, cardio, basically. That's generally, a lot of people use that as cardio. And that can be done on a cross-trainer. It can be, And actually, what a lot of people don't realise is you can do that with different apparatus as well. So, for example, body pump and classes like that where you're using very, very sub-maximal loads. Um, So light weights, basically, for like 45 minutes to an hour is like going for a jog, essentially. So it's it's aerobic-style work. And that's based on how much it taxes your body, based on how much your body could be taxed. So there's aerobic work and there's anaerobic work, which... Effectively, if you want a, um, a really easy way of thinking about it, it's going fast, going slow. And it's using a different type of energy system, but there's no point in us going into that. No. But basically, that's the principle of doing harder work and then resting, recover, and then going hard again. So like Mark says, as if you're going for a 100-meter run, and then you're going to walk back, and then you're going to do it again. Where Stephen said that you can do aerobic work with body pump and things like that, you can also do anaerobic work with things like dumbbells, barbells, all that sort of stuff. It's not just... That is the, that's where people get confused. They think that, oh, I'm doing cardio means you're going for a run. I'm doing weights, therefore I'm doing resistance. And it, it really depends on what you're lifting, how you're lifting it, how hard it is, for how long. So we've given a good basis of 
what things are. Now let's talk about the optimal. Well, if everything being equal. So this is the thing. I think the optimal. Okay, let's ignore the fact the optimal is the thing that you can do continuously and regularly. Along those same sorts of lines, I'm very convinced that the optimal is the thing that allows you to carry on working hard at the right level continuously. So, for example, if you get injured, so if you go out for, I don't know, 10 sets of 100-meter sprints with a jog back, and that literally lays you up in bed for a week, then that's not going to be optimal. So the optimal is being able to do it again, essentially, frequently enough. And I always come back to because I'm quite convinced this is very important for the future for everyone. And that's why we actually have the mobilization matrix portion of our training program, because that's really designed to essentially make you longer in muscles. So stretch you, but actually to make you longer in muscles, not just to stretch to cool down. It's to get your muscles in a better prepared state to be able to be not be injured and to work again. So that is one thing just to, to clarify. It's very important that you're not doing something that's going to put you out of action. And one other thing to add as well is, I mean, that's why we, when a new client joins one of the DVCCs, they basically get told up at their first session that, look, we want you to walk out kind of feeling like you could do that again because it's very, you know, it, it, what is this time of this, this year? That um, This is the best time of year for physios, just at the end of January, where people have just donned their trainers not trained for six months of the year, donned their trainers, gone out for a run, just expecting to be able to go and run 5K, and then obviously you're coming up with all sorts of knee injuries and hip injuries. So that is the key, is that it's progressive, correct? Exactly, yeah. Right, so most people won't do this, but the ideal, if you did want to start running, would be you start walking, because if you've not, you can't, like, don't run before you can walk, but that's very, very true. So if you're on the sofa normally, to then try and start running is just too much. Walking, walking faster, yeah. jogging a little bit, walking jogging a little bit more, walking, and then just building it up. So maybe if we break that down, that's easier for you, listener, podcast listener, to understand. Number one, the exercise, the best exercise for losing fat around your stomach, particularly because that's what we're talking about, is the exercise that you can do and gradually increase and gradually progress at. Mm. And that's why a lot of people struggle with some form of class. Like, for example, I just use body pump again because... Or CrossFit or any of those. Yeah, but more, no body pump particularly because you can't progress past a certain weight. Okay. So once you get good at doing 5 million reps on, I'm not sure what weight, they're quite light though, like 10 kilograms maybe, with a barbell, once you can do that, you can't challenge your body anymore. So your body will not adapt. So it becomes aerobic work really for you. So maybe when you've not done anything and you're going to do that for the first month or so, that's challenging you in ways that you've never been challenged. But as soon as you your body adapts and you can do that and you find it easy, it then becomes essentially no actual benefit to your body because your body will not have to adapt and change and improve. Okay, so that's number one. Number two? So, well, the, the, the true answer for optimal types of exercise is a combination, isn't it? So, you want to combine resistance work. So, essentially, if we talk about it in layman's terms, lifting weights, yeah. things that are going to allow you to get stronger. Because that's the key, isn't it? Getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Getting stronger and being able to do more with those weights. So lifting heavier, doing more reps, but generally just seeing progress. That is super key because what you're trying to do is maintain muscle, if not, you're also trying to gain some muscle tone. So I've seen it a lot. We have a muscle strength. We've done a lot of body fat testing on people over the years. And I always see someone that I want to lose, they'll say, I want to lose weight. I want to lose body fat. And they may have body fat to lose around their stomach as far as they're concerned. And I'll see their results and see that they've got very, very little muscle, relative amounts of muscle. 
And I always know, but that person, what they need to focus on is trying to get stronger and actually focus on building muscle because at the moment, because it's a lot harder to lose fat if you don't have much muscle. Yeah. A lot harder. And so what most people do is they go and run or they'll do aerobic work to try and lose fat and won't touch resistance work. So all they'll do, lose muscle generally because they'll often be in a caloric deficit. They'll lose muscle, which then results in metabolism slowing down and all of these different things. And they'll never actually lose belly fat. So one thing to be aware of is you have to do really, to be optimal, like we're talking about optimal now, is do resistance work where you're progressively getting stronger. So that'd be number two. So number two would be, number one one was doing something that you can progressively. So number three would be essentially the buzzword, HIT, <laughs> high intensity interval training. So basically something that's been around for literally since the start, uh, since the beginning. Of since fitness. lions used to chase us because that's when you were doing HIT, is sprint. Work that sees you pushing yourself at a high intensity, bouts of recovery, where you're repeating that work. Now we do that in our um, programs for about six to eight minutes at the end of every session. It's called the signature metabolic finisher. Um, but it's essentially... You can do that in many, many different ways. So you can use a rowing machine. You could use um, what's termed a sled where you're pulling something, pushing something. Kettlebells. You can do it with kettlebells. You can do it with weights. You can do it jumping on the spot. You can do it jumping on the spot. Ideally, you do it with a way of being able to make it harder because, again, once you get good at it, it becomes less effective, and that's the key is progress. Um, So that combination of the resistance work, strength, getting stronger, and the conditioning, essentially, the high-intensity interval-style training, that, that, that combination there is perfect. So you're working out for 40 minutes, 42 minutes of actual work, and that's optimal. Do that essentially three times a week, and you're going to be great. And just a point on the reason Stephen says 42 minutes is because at 42 minutes is where your testosterone uh, peaks but starts to drop, and your cortisol levels uh, gradually incre- uh, start to climb, and that's the crossover where your testosterone starts to drop and your cortisol starts to go too high. So that's sort of actual high. work, so not when yeah. we're including like... Um, mobilization Mobilize, no, like that. exactly that so it's pure pure work which is why all of our sessions are designed in that way so 10 minutes of mobilization at the beginning 20 minutes of MLT which is modified lactic training and then the signature finisher and then mobilization matrix at the end which actually probably leads us on to our fourth step I think in terms of the right exercise or the best exercise it is to include mobilizations or include like Stephen said earlier exercises that Think of it in terms of include exercises that will allow you to come back and do it again. Yeah, that, yeah that's a very good, e- easy way, to, way of thinking about it. And how we treat stretching or mobilizations is as if they are exercises. It is. They are exercises. exercises. Program um, exercises. But often people don't think that. They just think they go and hold a cursory hamstring stretch and think that's then done. We are constantly trying to improve flexibility in ourselves and everybody else because that allows them to keep coming and keep challenging their body. So um, tightness is one of the, you know, is a, a good, big cause of injuries and also a lot of pain. And what, either of those two things often stop people from exercising. You might have um, been, you might be extremely tight or extre- in a lot of pain at the moment. And you might therefore understand that it's quite hard to get yourself motivated to go and exercise if you are in pain. Anything to add on that, Stephen? No, I think it's, it, it often gets made very, very complex, but it doesn't have to be. So resistance work that's going to push you, get you stronger, and you're going to keep progressing at, combined with some high-intensity interval-style training, three times a week, do it as hard as you can. And it is across the month. Always be looking at, I always have this conversation with clients, don't worry if you end up not training all week. It's generally across a month that you want to be looking at your total volume of 
exercise or, or sessions. So if you miss a week, to do an extra one the following and the next one the following, next one the following. So think of it across a, a month rather than across a week. Anything else? No, it's good. I think. All right, so hopefully you've understood what is the best way to lose fat from your stomach or around your stomach and the best way for it all to be made up. We are going to be recording another episode in about a week's time or five days' time. If you have any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about, please just leave them in the comments. As always, the two things we ask of you is subscribe on iTunes and also leave a review. That would be very helpful because that gets us seen so we can help more people. And if you want to see more about the DVCC, just go to the dvcc.com, personal training gyms in Bedford, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Hitchin, and St. Albans. We'd love to uh, see you there. This is Mark and Steve. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.